0: Well, 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 what do we have here? Well, at least if you're on Spotify, it's TCE on video. Uh, As you may have noticed, I was absent in November and December. Um, The last time TCE made an appearance was October for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, I actually planned on ending the year with a video podcast, but the cybersecurity world kind of went nuts. And well, to be honest, I just didn't pull it off. Um, so listeners of the gate 15 family of podcasts, especially the risk Roundtable, will know that my cohorts have been trying to get me to do a video podcast uh, for a few months now to which I've been extremely reticent, but not only am I the first gate 15 podcast of 2022, but due to some unforeseen circumstances, I am the first video podcast of the gate 15 podcast channel surprise guys. (laughs) So welcome to episode 15. Uh, Not only is this a video episode, if you're on Spotify, but it is another solo edition of the Cybersecurity Evangelist. So what's on tap for this episode? Well, we're going to start off the year with some new cyber resolutions. First, we're going to start off talking about a few basic uh, cybersecurity controls for enterprises to address for the new year. And then we're going to talk about some new password um, habits for everybody. Um, Actually, I kind of alluded to it there in that last statement, but instead of resolutions, we're going to call them habits. There seems to be a shift, an idea of people uh, not doing New Year's resolutions anymore to wanting to create new positive habits. So happy new cyber habits for 2022. So like I said, we're going to start off and pardon my getting prepared here. Um, but uh, as I said, we're going to kind of start off with some new year, new cybersecurity habits. And well, the first topic we're going to talk about are cybersecurity controls for enterprises. So if you're you know, in a business, small business, medium business, whatever size business that you're in, um, if you haven't already planned out your 2022 cybersecurity strategy, or maybe you need some refreshing or a new approach, let's consider some of the following reminders. I'm going to try to keep things pretty, you know, straightforward and hopefully this goes pretty quickly. But the first thing in the enterprises should be doing is positively promoting passwords. Okay, here's that theme again. We're going to talk about it later for everyone. But right now, um, let's talk about enterprises or businesses positively promoting passwords. So this is, and you know, as TCE, we like to talk about the human side of cyber, and this is very much where the human side of cyber, uh, you know, manifests itself most, is in our passwords. Um, And, you know, the human side is no less important than the technology. Therefore, we can't be complacent in cultivating, you know, greater cybersecurity awareness and encouraging better cyber hygiene behavior Um, to help our staff be our best line of cyber defense. So if your organization hasn't done this yet, um, I encourage that you start enforcing longer passwords and less frequent password resets. Um, In June of 2017, actually, um, the National Institute for Standards Standards and Technology, also called NIST, um, had updated its password guidance in an effort to reduce the burden on us, the users, um, to encourage more improved password hygiene. So, replacing the burden on the businesses to not make it to make them harder, but not so complex that we still create bad passwords anyway. At the time, NIST also advised that requiring users to change their passwords regularly also makes memorizing them difficult and makes users or us more likely to, um, you know, record our passwords in an unsafe manner or create them in an unsafe manner. When we're, you know, constantly forced to change them every thirty days or forty-five days, what's one thing that we do? We create a memorable password and then we increment it by one or hey, this is January's password. Oh, it's March now so, and, and we kind of make up, you know, 03 or something like that in the password. So it promoted that. So um, we need to, again, enterprises need to, or businesses need to enforce longer um, passwords because they're stronger. So that eight character password is just not enough. We need, you know, probably minimum 15 or 16 and not make them so complex that I should not force the complexity requirement where you know you can't you have to use special characters but they can only be this special characters I could go on a rant for that with that one but they should definitely have symbols in them but the symbol shouldn't be restrictive um nothing I hate more when I go to create a password and it doesn't meet the criteria because you know the criteria doesn't allow for anything that I want to create and you're probably thinking, well, how are you creating such strong or such complicated passwords? Well, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but um, this is where I'll actually, yeah, we'll talk about it now. I guess this is where I would encourage you to, um, you know, enable and train your staff to use password managers for securely creating, managing and storing those stronger passwords. Extremely difficult to crack longer, longer, is stronger. Um, and then also, if your business has not implemented multi-factor authentication yet, I encourage you to do so. Now, admittedly, multi-factor authentication is not a silver bullet. There are, um, you know, threats out there where actors are able to bypass and steal that code. But it certainly does significantly reduce the risk that an adversary will do that. Some things have to to you know kind of line up um you know other i guess all that to say is that if a threat actor is able to steal your one-time passcode for your multi-factor authentication there's probably more pressing issues than that that need to fit you know the root problem needs to be fixed but that said enabling multi-factor authentication um has been known to it has stopped numerous, numerous attacks, especially when someone from a phishing attack, um, you know, if they're not giving away their one-time passcode. But anyway, um, you know, it definitely decreases the risk that an adversary could log in with stolen credentials if you also have another factor of authentication. Uh, Of course, we're familiar with, you know, the time-sensitive one-time passcodes that are sent know, as text messages which is better than not having anything at all but if you're an enterprise you're certainly going to want to do something probably more hardware based either at the very least you know an app on your on their smartphones or potentially um, hopefully uh, more secure options would be biometrics or smart cards or those um I don't know if you've heard of like those FIDO fast identity online enabled hardware devices that you could plug into a USB or USB-C or um, uh, port. Um, kind of like a, a YubiKey, something like that if you've heard of that. Um, So those are the the three things to help your users positively promote passwords, enforcing longer passwords and less frequent resets, implementing multi-factor authentication, and encouraging and enabling the use of password managers. Uh, The next thing we're just going to talk about, just kind of go down with three things just to keep it short and succinct, kind of hit some high notes. Um, But the second thing to do in addition to um, promoting positively promoting passwords is identifying assets. So uh, also known as asset inventory. And since you can't protect or secure what you don't know you have, identifying assets is essential in every cybersecurity strategy. The value of asset inventories is priceless and it's it's really foundational to nearly every other cybersecurity strategy. So it, that's a that's a quick win. I'm going to talk about another quick win here in us in a moment, but that's It's just you can't do much if you don't know what assets you have and that's not just you know your computers or your servers um you know that goes for you know people and processes and applications that are running on your devices and servers um you know routers and switches i mean that's every every device and process owners the criticality of the device Um, you know all kinds of things kind of wrap themselves into asset management Um, and it's just it's if you haven't if you don't have an asset inventory uh, or a database of assets or use an asset discovery program um, you're I I feel like you're blind um, if you're not if you don't know what you have then you don't know you can't protect it or um, secure it Uh, and then the third thing for enterprises in this Uh, new years of new year of new cybersecurity habits is uh, be diligent about vetting your vulnerabilities (laughs) Um, so I'm actually so the cybersecurity evangelist is going to evangelize um, about a new resource and hopefully you've probably heard me mention it on the risk roundtable and to be honest I just can't talk about it um, enough this one is such a quick win but you may have heard me mention a New cat or a new uh, product that CISA recently published in November called the Known Exploited Vulnerabilities Catalog. And what's so good about this catalog is it's a list of known vulnerabilities that, or a list of vulnerabilities that we know are currently being exploited by threat actors. That's not just some arbitrary list of, you know thousands and thousands of vulnerabilities that you don't know, you can't wade through. These are vulnerabilities that we know, like the exchange server um, vulnerabilities from la- early last year. These are vulnerabilities that we know threat actors are actively, as we speak, exploiting. And why are they exploiting them? Well, because there's so many devices that are left unpatched. All these devi- All these vulnerabilities on this list have patches available for them but so many organizations haven't applied the patches. So threat actors are, are leveraging that and taking advantage of it. But yeah, in November, CISA published this list. It currently contains over 300 vulnerabilities ranging from 2010 uh, up to the present day. Um, and while the majority of the vulnerabilities on the list, at least as the time of that, this writing, are from 2021, um, Actually, I say a majority, most of them are from 2021, but if you combine 2020 um, and 2019 together, um, so those, we're looking at like 18 month old and older vulnerabilities, um, that actually comprises more than what was in 20 2020, and 2021. Um, and I bring this up because it's like, well, vulnerabilities from 2020 and 2019, I mean, what's the point? So those are long forgotten. Au contraire, mon frère. Um, They may be long forgotten by your organization and your vulnerability management team, um, unfortunately, because they were snoozed or, you know, we'll deal with this later. They are not forgotten by threat actors. Um, Threat actors are using these vulnerabilities. Um, As a matter of fact, there's a 2018 vulnerability um, for a Fortinet uh, VPN, uh, SSL VPN device Um, from 2018. Um, it's a it's a credential disclosure um, vulnerability, and this is currently being um, exploited by uh, Russian state-sponsored actors, as 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 we speak. Um, you know, currently, this is what they're using. One of the vulnerabilities that they're using to get into our systems, especially our critical infrastructure uh, systems. So, why reinvent the wheel? Um, yes, there are advanced actors that can create new exploits and that can you know, the, build all the advanced tools and the advanced malware, um, but why do they have to? Those things are expensive to create. Um, they've got a whole host, over 300 vulnerabilities that are available now, going back since 2010, that were completely fine because businesses are not patching these devices. And these are devices from, you know, common firewalls and routers like Cisco. I mean, these are well-known products, Uh, VPNs, Citrix, uh, virtualization, like VMware, um, exchange servers. Actors are still using them because they're working, because organizations aren't patching. So... I'm evangelizing, I'm on my soapbox, and I'm evangelizing to use this list. It is, like I said, I think it's such a quick win. Um, these vulnerabilities, again, they have patches, but so many devices remain unpatched, and it provides just such an easy compromise for the bad guys. Um, this They're up, continuously updating the catalog, and it's, the catalog's pretty cool. It's a matrix, but it can be downloaded uh, quickly, shortly after they... Uh, published it someone asked um, there's uh, they also kind of host it or host um, uh, some resources for it on github and uh, that's community resource uh, resource um, res- community resources on github and someone asked suggested that they make it downloadable so within i don't know hours to maybe just a couple of days if if even that they made it the download available so uh, you know organizations can download the list into an Excel spreadsheet and they can manipulate it and sort it and filter it around. Um, by like you know, either the specific vulnerability or the vendor or product name, which is probably the easiest way to do it, and then you can go down that list and say, "Oh yeah, we run you know these types of devices in our environments, and you know let's check, and you can check against your environment, and see if you those devices like Exchange server or your VPNs or your Cisco routers have been um, you know can validate if they've been patched against those vulnerabilities." Again, it's not the be all end all but it's a really great place to start it's a quick win it helps you narrow down that focus so you can validate the products in your environment that may not have been patched against that these currently exploited vulnerabilities so that's enough on the business end of it let's talk about our uh this is this is the segment where we're going to talk about um more for everyone um so let's talk about our perpetual problem with passwords And this is our password resolutions for everybody or our 2022 new password habits. And this is for everybody. So some of the material might be a little repetitive from what I'm asking or suggesting organizations should be doing in promoting good password behavior. Um, But this is stuff that we can all do and all do better at. Um, We can all do in 2022. Ooh. um, maybe I'll use that. I'm sure it's been used a million times already. But uh, what are some of the uh, some of the new habits? Like I said, these aren't resolutions because everybody's talking about creating new positive habits instead of doing New Year's resolutions. So what are some of the new habits that you're looking to develop develop this year? Like exercise, um, get more sleep, save money, get to work early so you can leave early. Um, But while you're doing all those things, don't forget Take that moment. That take that little step. Make that first little, you know, manageable chunk to improve your password practices. Um, as we start looking to a better year and assessing all these positive changes, let's consider improving our password protocols at home and at work. Um, so you know, I love alliteration. So my alliterative—I don't even know if that's a word—but my my phrase of the day here is a polished password start over, a polished password posture profits us personally and professionally. Anyway, so new year, new you, unique passwords. So new year, new you, unique passwords. So if your passwords are unique and less crackable and you don't reuse them across multiple websites, then you don't have to change all of them when just one gets stolen through a data breach or a phishing email. So when your passwords are reused across multiple websites or multiple applications, only one set of leaked credentials is all that's needed to for a threat actor to get access to all of your other accounts that use that same password or that password credential combo. Because we usually don't just reuse the password, we usually reuse the, you know, it's the same email address or we have the same, you know, username convention or something like that. Um, So, for example, if your email um, credentials or your Instagram or Facebook login is stolen and you use that same ID and ID password combination for your credit card or your bank account, it's not difficult to figure out for threat actors to figure out what credit card or bank you use. And then those that threat actor or threat actors, if they sell that list or something, can log in to, you know, other accounts, uh, your bank account and transfer money, etc. So what's next? New year, new authentication. Use multi-factor authentication wherever it's available. So we talked about that earlier with the things that enterprises can do to help um, uh, increase security on their, you know, network business accounts. But this is also something that everybody can do on all accounts across the board. So use multi-factor authentication wherever it's available. Now, as you you're probably aware most sites and services allow and even encourage you to enable multi-factor authentication and at least receive a text message with one of those one-time passcodes um, and that you enter then as part of the login process. And that's not that's not bad, I mean, it's good. It's better than not having that at all. Um, but those text messages aren't the most secure, um, but again, it's better than than using nothing at all. So we definitely recommend something over nothing. Um, However, many sites do offer a more secure option um, through the use of an authenticator app on your smartphone. It's called an authenticator app. So there's different ones like Duo or I think some of the password managers like Dashlane and, um, you know, and then others, there's other authenticators. Um, uh, I think uh, Authy is another one, Microsoft Authenticator, maybe one you've heard of, Google Authenticator. I kind of forgot the easy one that probably everybody knows about um, but those exist as apps on your smartphone again I think Dashlane that's a password manager but I think they also offer a one-time password uh, uh, MF uh, multi-factor authentication option so I encourage you new year new authentication new year new unique passwords and to store all of those new unique passwords I mentioned it before, and for enterprises, but again, this is something that we all can do, but new year, new tool. Consider using a password manager to create and securely store all of your hard to crack passwords. Um, however, another acceptable option for home use, now home use, I wouldn't, rec- I don't recommend this in the office, but um, for home use, I don't object uh, to use maybe a little black book for passwords that you keep locked up. Yes, you heard me. It's okay to write down your passwords. Just don't write them down and put them on a sticky note taped to your monitor or on a piece of paper under your keyboard or any other obvious place. So it's okay to write them down, um, you know, so that you can make them unique and longer and stronger um, and you can put them in like a password journal of sorts, but keep that book locked up and only you know you have the key so kind of bringing all of this home in 2022 let's resolve to better protect our passwords or you know let's create these better password habits again kind of review making passwords less crackable I said it earlier longer is stronger weak passwords aren't just easily guessed but they are guessed or cracked in, in mere seconds, uh, common words and expected substitutions, like when you use the at symbol for an A, um, those are expected. We, we, everyone knows you're going to do that. <laughs> um, and those are included. Those common words and expected substitutions are included in lists of dictionaries um, of common words and phrases that the bad guys then use to crack passwords in, as I said, mere seconds or less um but if a website or service doesn't allow for you know a longer password uh that frustrates me to no end when they don't allow anything more than 15 characters which isn't a bad length um but you know if they don't allow you know some password managers you can put in the criteria for how long you want the password you know you know, some of them are, I don't even know, um, but you know, kind of can go 15, 16, 23, you know, know, pick your number and make that that, uh, password manager create that longer password. Um, But if a particular service doesn't allow for a longer or more complex password, um, at least they don't make you jump through hoops to do it. Um, at the very least, you definitely need to mix your cases, you know, some uppercase, some lowercase, again, in a non-predictable fashion, um, include some numbers and of course the symbols, again, in a non-predictable way. So no incrementing by one or by month. Um, you've heard it before, no anniversaries or birth dates or other important dates, no names, no pets, no spouses, kids, uh, or mother's maiden name. So you get the picture. However, one way to make another way to make passwords longer and less crackable is to create pass phrases. Um, It makes them more easily remembered. Um, Again, you need to avoid using those common words or well known phrases. So you don't want to pick something that's, you know, obvious um, or, you know, a quote that's obvious, maybe that's used all the time, like, I can't even think of anything right now. But, you know, maybe something like making a phrase could be something like stringing maybe four or more unrelated words together with a few numbers and symbols and, and capitals and whatever sprinkled in. And then also, uh, you know, when you have to, you know, pick those security questions. Um, and I don't know what y'all do, but a lot of t- a lot of people, when they answer the questions, Uh, A lot of the answers, those are things that are probably available online um, in your social media or other, you know, like, oh, what's your first pet's name or what's your pet's name? Again, that could be also, you know, hopefully that's not your password, too. But, um, you know, heard heard the joke one time, oh, my password was stolen. Now I have to change my dog's name. Just saying. Anyway, um, but yeah, pick security, security questions. Um, the prevailing, uh, the suggestion here, I think this came from, actually came from the FTC, um, but pick security questions that only, you know, the answer to. So when you're asked for security questions, avoid providing answers that are available in public record or easily found online, like your zip code or birthplace or mother's maiden name. Um, and also says, don't use questions with a limited number of responses that attackers can easily guess, like, say, the color of your first car. You know, there's only so many colors. But what I suggest above that um, is, you know, I suggest using nonsense or fake answers. That way, it makes guessing extremely difficult, if not completely impossible. And don't use the same one every time we'll take the example of my mother's maiden name right you know i never use that one but let's just say that i do and then i pick something completely random uh maybe one day it's basket mother's maiden name basket it makes no sense it's not my mother's maiden name and it's just some random word um potentially so then you know two months later i go to create another password and i have a security uh security question and I pick, okay, my mother's made a name. Um, maybe it's notebook the next time. Okay, those now those words aren't really related, but you see. Or maybe it's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I mean, you know, something. Just make up something that isn't even true. Now, yes, that becomes a problem with, well, I'm never going to remember that. Oh, that's where the password manager comes in. Or your little password book if you're at home and you lock it up. But I digress. Um, but yes, so password managers are great for that. I can say, you know, that I picked mother's maiden name and that answer was, you know, um, light bulb. Okay. There's a light behind me. So that's where I got light bulb from, but you get the idea. Um, you know, and I can securely store that in my password manager. And then the final thing is changing your password when it's compromised. Um, there are some statistics, they don't have them off the top of my head, but sadly, when a lot of people find out that their passwords, accounts have been compromised, they still don't change their accounts. Um, when you discover or you're notified that your account has been included in a breach or a, you know, a leak, um, regardless of whether the password was unique or not, uh, we must change our passwords. Um, even more so if... The password has been reused across other sites and services and applications, because uh, it only takes that one password or that password uh, login combination to, um, you know, get the keys to the kingdom if you're in the habit of reusing your password. So. Um, Stop reusing your passwords, (laughs) Um, make them unique. Again, new year, new unique passwords, new year, new authentication, use multi-factor authentication, and new year, new tool, password managers. All right, so uh, thank you for listening to the Cybersecurity Evangelist. That is all for this episode and the first Gate 15 video podcast, if you're on Spotify. Um, I hope everybody got a little something out of today's episode. And if you were watching on Spotify, uh, let us know if you enjoy the video. Um, I know I have a face more suited for audio and a voice for neither, uh, but I thought I'd surprise Andy and Dave and give it a try. But before I go, since I didn't publish an episode in December, I just want to take this opportunity to thank all of the listeners and my guests in 2021, especially Mom. Um, I do plan to have more guests in 2022, um, but I hope you don't mind solo episodes for my chance to evangelize. I mean, I am the cybersecurity evangelist after all. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the Gate 15 family of podcasts. This month, I know we've switched it up a bit, but please check out Dave Pounder and his Nerd Out security panel discussion, um, Andy Jabour with the Gate 15 interview, and then Uh, Join all three of us when we connect up for the Risk Roundtable. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jennifer Lynn Walker, the Cybersecurity Evangelist. Join me next time. Until then, I wish you all a happy new Cyber Hygiene Habits in 2022. Thanks. See ya.